Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond and I'm glad you're listening today. I believe this is a divine appointment with the Word of God. It blesses me to know where you're listening from. Send an email to mailbag at victorybriefings.net or you can post a comment in the mailbag at the bottom of a show notes on our webpage. I may mention your comment in the mailbag section at the end of the podcast. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as he gives you new revelation knowledge as you hear God's word. Today's message is Inspiration and Authority of Scripture, Part 3. We've learned in this study that all Scripture is inspired or God-breathed. It is the very life and word of God. The very written words of the original manuscripts are without error, absolutely true, trustworthy, and infallible. Without a strong belief in the Bible, the church has no foundation for its faith, no certainty of salvation, no moral absolutes, no message to preach without doubt, and without a clear biblical view, you have no real expectation for the baptism in the Holy Spirit or working of miracles. John sixteen seventeen, Jesus said these signs will follow those who believe. Without trusting God's word, you have no real hope for the return of our Lord. Old prophets would say, thus saith the Lord, to give glory to God for the word and to uh, let the people know who was talking. Jesus said, my doctrine is not mine, but it is his who sent me. In John seven sixteen. And he went on to say in John eight twenty six, He who sent me is true, and I speak to the world those things which I heard from him. And I likewise give glory to God and say, These are not my words, but the Bible which I preach. It is what the Holy Spirit has given me to say, and I pray the Holy Spirit enlightens the hearer. 1 Corinthians 2.14 tells us, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Spiritual growth requires revelation of God's word, and when it comes to receiving revelation, there are three categories of people. The natural man, who is unsaved, has no regard for the gospel whatsoever. The spiritual man is saved, spiritually mature, and quickly responds to the truth. And then the third category of people are carnal people. Carnal person is saved. He's a Christian, but he's living like the unsaved, trusting in the five physical senses more than he is trusting in the Word of God. It is impossible for those who are walking in the futility of their minds, Ephesians 4.17, to understand the things of God. The Bible is a God-breathed, spiritually-imparted book. If I have a difficult time understanding the Bible, it's because I'm trying to comprehend it in my mind only. And the Holy Spirit has to enlighten my heart before my mind can be blessed by God's Word. I love Paul's prayer in Ephesians 1.17. He says, I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. You can become a spiritual person by believing and responding 
to the whole Bible. Not the whole Bible all at once, but as much as you can take in, take in. You can become a spiritual person by believing and responding to the complete Bible. The whole Bible, the, all the Bible you can get a hold of, believe it and receive it in Jesus' name. To doubt the authenticity of any part of Scripture is to question or belittle God. You can belittle Jesus. He is the Word of God, according to John 1 verse 1. And the entire Word is true, according to Psalms 119, 160 and Ephesians 1, 13, and so on and so forth. Many scriptures say this. John seventeen seventeen says, Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Psalm 119, 160 tells us, The entirety of your word is truth, and every one of your righteous judgments endures forever. Don't think that the Bible is out of date, and don't think that part of it is not for today. Believe all the word unless you think he's a liar. The Bible tells us he is the spirit of truth. In John 14, 15, and 16, the Holy Spirit is truth. Don't doubt and discredit him. In Isaiah 63, 10, it talks about a war. It says, But they rebelled and grieved his Holy Spirit, so he turned against them as an enemy and fought against them. You really want to be on God's side when you're in a battle. Speak the truth, believe and do what is right, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Ephesians 4.30 The inspired word of God is the expression of God's wisdom and character and is therefore able to give wisdom and spiritual life through faith in Christ. Matthew 4, verse 4, and John 6.63, 2 Timothy 3, verse 15 some of the scriptures that tell us this. Matthew 4, verse 4 tells us, But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Of course, that's when the devil was tempting Jesus in the wilderness, and that was the Lord's answer. Believe every word. I like it where he says, He answered and said. He spoke the word. If we don't answer and say back to the devil, then the temptation will be on us. We need to speak against the devil. The Word of God has the power to demolish Satan's temptations and speak the Word against the temptation. Sin is automatically obliterated. If we say, I must not do that because it's against the Bible, and it says this in this verse or that verse, be sure to have scriptures ready at hand so that you can resist the devil steadfast in faith, grounded in the Word. Use the Victory Briefing's website for more examples of speaking in faith against the enemy. The Bible is God's infallible, true witness to His saving plan for man in Christ Jesus. This is the reason Scripture is incomparable, forever finished, and always valid. No word of man or religious establishment can ever compare to its authority. All teaching, commentary, prophecy, interpretation, and traditions must be judged and legitimized by the authority of God's Word, the Bible. Mark 13, verse 22, warns that for false Christs and false prophets will arise and show signs and wonders to deceive, if possible, even the elect. Jesus didn't say that the elect would be deceived. He said that 
there would be such a strong delusion that even the elect would be deceived if that were possible. In Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 8-14, through 14, Paul said that the lawless one will be revealed, who will do signs and wonders, and that God will send strong delusion to the people who will not believe the truth, so they will believe his lies. And that implies that those who do believe the truth will not believe the lies. How much of the Bible does your church preach? How much of God's word do you really believe? We have to ask ourselves whether we're walking in the truth or just stumbling through life toward a ditch. I'll leave you with this, Ephesians 6.10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. In Jesus' name. Well, it's time for the mailbag. Julie in Miami says, I tried to comment on a previous episode of the podcast and didn't find the mailbag at the bottom of the post. Anyways, I really enjoy the teaching. Thank you for what you do. God bless you, Julie, and thank you for your comments. It's always great to hear from you. The mailbag is set up to close after 14 days on each web post. That way it eliminates some spam and helps to keep comments current. Irish Mac in Abilene, Texas is checking in. And according to our stats, we have listeners in France, India, Belgium, Russia, Turkey, New Zealand, Australia, and Canada. God bless you all from around the world. I hope you're subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. Until next time, God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.